everyone, welcome back today. I want to start off with a question. Would you say you are content with your life? As you look around the world that we live in, would you say most folks are content with where they are? Now, by content, I don't mean that you don't want to do better, that you don't want to be a better person, that you don't want to be able to take care of your family better and things like that. But what if where we're at right now was where we were going to be from now on? Would we be content physically with where we're at? Do we have to have more and more and more to really be content? Well, that's kind of what Paul's going to talk to Timothy about today. So let's pick up our text in 1 Timothy chapter 6, and we're going to be looking at verses 6 through 10. 1 Timothy 6, verses 6 through 10. Now godliness with contentment is great gain. We brought nothing into this world, and it is certain we can carry nothing out. Having food and clothing... With these we shall be content. But those who desire to be rich fall into temptation and a snare, and into many foolish and harmful lusts, which drown men in destruction and perdition. For the love of money is a root of all kinds of evil, for, some, for which some have strayed from the faith in their greediness and pierced themselves through with many sorrows. Last section, we talked about how many uh, thought godliness was a way they could use to gain uh, monies and different things like that. Paul tells Timothy, if you want real contentment, you've got to have godliness. Godliness with contentment is great gain. One of the things I think we often miss is that godliness and contentment don't just happen. We have to work at them. We have to do something with them. Listen to what Paul said in Philippians chapter 4, verses 11 and 12. Not that I speak in regard to need, for I have learned in whatever state I am to be content. I know how to be abased. I know how to abound. Everywhere and in all things, I have learned both to be full and to be hungry, both to abound and to suffer need. Paul knew what it was like to be on top. He knew what it was like to not have anything. But yet he says in either one of those, he had learned that he could be content. And that's the secret. We have to learn how to be content. We have to learn to be satisfied with where we're at at this particular time. Godliness may actually cost us instead of bring us gain. Some folks have lost their jobs because of their belief in Christianity, because they're standing up for the truth. Some have been fired. Some have actually lost their lives in many places because of standing up for Christianity and for God. Paul tells Timothy, we brought nothing into this world. What did we come into this world with? What do they say? Our birthday suit. And we will take nothing with us. 
There have been many who tried to keep everything they had and they were going to be buried with it and everything else. But you know, there's that old saying that's been around forever. You never see a U-Haul following a hearse. We just do not take the material things with us. The only thing we leave this world with is the soul that God gave us. Things cannot bring us contentment. When we have a lot of things, we always seem to want more, and yet we're always afraid somebody's going to take what we have. We all have a lot of wants. I want this. I want that. Maybe that's why we're not so content. Paul says, as long as we have food and clothing, you want to talk about the very basics. He said, if we just had food and clothing, we should be content. I wonder how that would go over with a lot of us. He goes on to say, those who desire to be rich, those who have a mind that they must have more and more and more and more, can fall into a trap of the devil and never be content. You know, Satan will use our greed like a snare or a trap, just like someone would trap an animal. He can trap one into doing foolish, illegal, evil things. Notice in verse 10 of our text, the love of money is the root of all evil for which some have strayed from the faith in their greediness. Now let's be sure we understand verse 10. It does not say money is the root of all evil. There's nothing wrong with the money itself. It's what we do with it and it's how we acquire it and what it means to us that's the problem. It says the love of money is the root of all evil because a love of money will cause us to do anything for money. Uh, I remember one time reading something that said, how much would it take for you to kill somebody? And it was very little money. And I was kind of shocked that somebody for that much money would take another person's life. The desire to always have more can lead one to stray from the truth. How many have stopped going to worship because they got a job where they have to work every Lord's day. The result of this, according to Paul, can bring many sorrows. Now, I know people have to work. I know that. But we must seek the kingdom of God first. And then all these other things, Matthew 6, 33 says, seek first the kingdom of God and all these and his righteousness and all these other things will be added to you. God will take care of us. Seek first his kingdom. Greed is the opposite of contentment. Are we seeking the kingdom first? Are we putting God before anything else? You know, contented Christians have goals. We plan, we save, we invest, we look forward to the future. But we must also realize and ask ourselves, are we content each step of the way? If we were to lose it all, would we still be content? Because the bottom line is contentment comes from within, not from without. Thanks for being here today. Look forward to seeing you next time.